You, me, and HIFMB. Stories of science and the sea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the HIFMB podcast. HIFMB stands for the Helmholtz Institute of Functional Marine Biodiversity, and I'm your host, Jan Klasteika. Uh, in this episode, I interviewed Alisa Onesorge, who works on eDNA, which means environmental DNA. And that's a, a very new way of, of tracking species identities in the water. So which species have been in the water column at the time? A little bit of detective work. And she explains the process very well. And, and she gets into the pros and cons of environmental DNA and a little bit of, of the marketing, let's say, around eDNA and yeah how you can improve the method she's a phd at the uh, at our institute but she has been back and forth all, all over the world she's been in the seychelles she's been in barbados uh, china denmark kiel in in northern germany or um not, now she's here so yeah we go back and forth on her on her very exciting life the takeaway is that she um was always very brave in in her decisions for instance to go to china or with her decision to apply for the PhD. And then turns out being brave pays off sometimes. And, and Alisa Onesorge is a great example of that. So with that, I give you Alisa. Hello and welcome to the HIFMB podcast. And my next guest, Alisa Onesorge, which, which is, a, is a great name, I must say. It um, means without sorrow in German. Are you without sorrow all the time? Uh, I try my very best. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Thank you. So, so you're a, an oceanographer, mm-hmm. but biological oceanographer. Biological oceanographer. That was at least the study program I yeah. did my master in. Yeah. Okay. And, and you work on eDNA. So um, could you get into that a little bit, what that is? I can. Yes. <laughs> so eDNA uh, is the abbreviation for environmental DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, that means basically any genetic material that is released into the environment by whatsoever so we do focus on uh, marine animals but it could be also um, microbes or it could be plant material Mm -hmm. so we do focus on on plankton um, especially on zooplankton and that can be anything it can be um, fish scales it could be mucus it could be parts of larvae it could be eggs Mm -hmm. it could be gametes whatever (laughs) you can imagine yeah okay and you, so you can basically trace whatever was there, like like a detective. That that is the idea, and that is yeah. the ideal world that he, we can track everything we uh, that was there. And and how long? Um, like uh, if you if you sample on on Tuesday at twelve, how long can you back sample from from that or backtrack? That is indeed a very good question. Okay, and uh, <laughs> we also try to so with our research try to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Especially the freshwater people, they did quite some research on that and they right. found out that depending on factors like water temperature and um, pH and all that, it may remain for maximum three weeks. Mm-hmm. But that was in like really Arctic waters, the really low temperature where right. DNA degradation is, is very slow. And okay. And, and in, a, in, in the tropics in a flowing river, it would be washed away very quickly. Or, or degraded yeah, very yeah, likely. Yeah. Uh, so I expect it in the tropics to be only a few hours. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so, um, if you can get a little bit on the on the ins and outs of the method, like what can you measure and what can't you measure with eDNA? So what can we measure is uh, so in the end we try to have species lists. Mm-hmm. 
so where you can really say, okay, that was in the water. Okay. Um, what you can't measure, or at least um, what you can't reliably measure, is abundances. Mm -hmm. Biomass. So, so how much? How much of each species was there? Like yeah, how many exactly. Individuals? How many yeah. individuals? Uh, so we, yeah, and then. And, and biomass, you said you also can't measure. It's it's difficult. So there has been studies who claim that they could, mm -hmm. but so you have the PCR bias. Yeah. So that's one thing, and then um, it depends on many many factors which you can't really control. So if you just run into a reproduction area of a certain species, and then yeah, there's lots and lots. Uh, of genetic material which you catch but okay. there was just probably one adult individual yeah and you may get many many sequences in the end from that one individual whereas yeah so it's it's hard to to really come back to to really quantitative data yeah but or also health status or size gender that's all something which you can only get if you do the traditional sampling right okay okay that's exactly what i wanted to get into i'll i'll get into that discussion in a little bit um first of all you mentioned pcr or, or pcr you just said pcr something um metabarcoding metabarcoding okay yeah <laughs> so uh, i guess pcr now through covid uh, many people know pcr but maybe you can explain it i shortly. hope so yeah <laughs> and now it becomes really technical i guess uh, so pcr right. is basically just a method to amplify your target mm -hmm. um so you but you also do not amplify the the entire genome so all you have but just a few through um base pairs so usually so we target about 300 base pairs mm -hmm. um of it um so very highly variable um sequence um which you then compare to a reference database so that is the idea behind it and that every species in the best case has a different so-called barcode mm -hmm. so um so to distinguish them in the end and the meta barcoding is just um that you do not target one species but many many different so you have an environmental sample mm -hmm. where you have loads of different species in there and then yeah you sequence everything which you target that okay but you can like you said uh, uh each species has a barcode you can directly distinguish those species from each other so there's not a case where it's like oh it could be this species or it could be this species. <laughs> that would be the ideal word if you could do that yeah. uh, um no it's 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 really more difficult so first of all you need to have a reference database yeah okay. uh, so a reference sequence so before that you needed someone to really identify that species mm -hmm. by morphological characteristics and then you sequence only that species right. so you you have a reference mm -hmm. um which is also really a validated one and um yeah we also see that it also yeah again very technical depends on the marker mm -hmm. um some markers do quite well in resolving down to species a, a marker is the markers is the region you target right okay mm -hmm. the, the re but not the region on the the region animal, but the on region on the genome on the genome mm -hmm. okay right yeah so the the whole okay so the whole process um if, I, if maybe maybe i can sum this up correctly so you pretty much go into the into the sea. You you sample. How do you sample? You just sample a bit of water, or, or what we like do is yeah. So we sample uh, water. Um. So we target for yeah, depending on the project, a little bit one to two liters, mm -hmm. or sometimes even more, and then uh, we filter it. Okay. Uh, so we just put it on a very fine port filter to okay. collect the genetic material and get rid of the water is there any mat genetic material that is smaller than others so you need to vary your pore sizes or? Um, 
yeah so well um, so there might be f so-called free dna which is then already much more degraded right um okay. there is not yet been a standard in which pore size to take okay. we are also we are also on that <laughs> all right okay you, you you're right in the midst of it yes yeah. absolutely <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, and then, so you filtered the water, and mm -hmm. then? And then we do DNA extraction, so we do want to get rid of um, the remaining salts and all the... From the filter? From the filter that yeah. was in on in, in the seawater, and okay. uh, all the cell material we do not need, so proteins and, yeah, the, right. mm -hmm, and all that stuff. How, how do you do that? There is commercially available DNA extraction kits. Okay. Um, so what you do is there's a buffer in there and mm -hmm. also a, so basically a license buffer. Okay. And uh, this opens up the, the cells mm -hmm. uh, so that the DNA gets free. And then there's usually you have spin columns, um, so silica-based spin columns, mm -hmm. um, where the DNA gets stuck on. Okay. And then you have an elution buffer, which you can pour on, and that one, uh, again, eludes the uh, DNA then. Elution? Yeah, elution. Uh, with, with an E? Yeah. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. And then you f from, from that, you can then... Then you have your template material, and from that, you can do the PCRs. Uh-huh. And so... so That sounds like a lot of lab work. Do you do that yourself? <laughs> we, we did it ourselves, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, do, do, you, do you like lab work? Is that is that something for you? Or? Um, yeah, I liked it very much. But I must also admit, I also liked uh, then the morphological analysis. So really having a look on the species um, themselves. So it's it's it was really cool to to having both methods mm -hmm. and so, so yeah. but but you didn't catch this no 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 not in edna what right. we also did for um some of our projects that uh, we took also net samples so we towed a zooplankton net oh i see so we we caught the animals to also have a kind of like backup proof to to really mm -hmm. uh, see so what we do have in the nets and then what we do have in or what we get with the environmental dna meta recording mm -hmm. um if that is more or less the same Right, okay. And so you're doing a PhD right now at, at HFMB? Mm-hmm, correct. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're writing up at the writing up stage? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> still about analyzing and writing, started writing. Up. Yeah, yeah. you joined in 2019? 2019, yeah. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> and and so, so what's the general project about or, or what's, the, what's the aim of your project? So my, my general aim is to um, understand actually environmental DNA meta recording and also improving the method because mm -hmm. there's many uncertainties. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I've, I've heard yeah. a bunch now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there is probably even more. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. So, and then the overall aim, but that's not possible within one PhD study, is to yeah, yeah. really standardize the method and yeah. um, to make it available for whoever wants to use it. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so, so we've said in the beginning that we're going to get into that discussion. In my work, I work a lot with stakeholders and I, I kind of get the vibe that some of them think that eDNA is going to replace standard or classical sampling in the future. And maybe you can speak a little bit. What What's your opinion on that? Because I think if you can't measure abundances, then obviously it can't ever replace no. classical sampling, maybe. Yeah, or yeah. I'm, I'm actually on the same opinion um, okay. with you. Um, yeah, that's that's an absolutely problem. And also how to compare the eDNA results we got now to, to the results, so especially if you do long mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have long-term data um, available and you want to compare that, how would you do that? Yeah, exactly. And yes. just by coming up with species lists, you, you, which you can't even be sure if that species was really there or the genetic material of that species was just transported from anywhere else to, to that area. Right. So oh, yeah. You that, can't oh, okay. even really be sure that that species was really present there. Yeah. At so, that so, time. so the results you get at this point are literally species lists. So, so lists of different species names that were there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do, do you think um, maybe eDNA can improve to getting abundances in the future? Or is that something that you don't think will ever happen? Um, wow, well, that's a very good <laughs> question. And it's also highly debated right now. Okay. Uh, so I think it will improve at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my PhD sister, Sarah, Sarah Taudin, is a little bit working on that. PhD because, sister, I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Siblings. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so she will do a PCR-free method. So Mm -hmm. she will do shotgun analysis. So the problem is why we can't have the abundance data is... So one thing is that we do PCR, and PCR always has a bias. Um, So it can be that do... uh, Now it becomes very technical again, sorry. (laughs) So (laughs) the the primers we use, so the... um, In the end, the the enzyme that amplifies your your target sequence, Mm and needs to have kind of like anchors. So it needs to know where it has to start and where it has to stop. Yeah, okay. And uh, for that, you need so-called primers. Mm -hmm. And these primers um, do not fit equally well to all species. Okay. So it may be that you that it favors and ah, so they fit some species, species better, better than others, right? And then you get more reads, so more sequences for a certain species, while others are underrepresented. And that's a PCR bias. That's a P- PCR bias, and okay. we have huge problems with that. And you do avoid that by doing shotgun. And what is shotgun? <laughs> it's, it sounds wild. It, it's, it sounds wild. <laughs> yeah, um, what, what you do is you um, you do fragmentation of the genome. Mm-hmm. And then you also do sequencing. Okay. Uh, but you sequence more or less everything you have in there without knowing what is in there. Uh, pre- yeah, so, 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 so like a shotgun shot. So you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it spray, you just spray yeah. it randomly. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So maybe, yeah, maybe we can, or maybe I'll ask, I'll ask Sarah when she's on the podcast. Yeah, she's the expert. More <laughs> yeah, excellent. So, and where, where were your field studies mostly during your PhD? Uh, in the nor- North and Baltic Sea. North and Baltic Sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like one better than the other? <laughs> um. Oh, it's it's really hard to say. Um, just by because I did my studies at Geoma, I'm more the Baltic Sea fan. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm from the east, so I Yeah, but North Sea, well, so the North Sea does have more species, so it's it's hard to compare. It's it just does? Okay, n- I, I have no n- idea. Yeah, especially, so the further north you go in the Baltic Sea, the mm-hmm. less saline it gets, so the salinity yeah. decreases. Yeah. And there is many species which can deal with that, so the diversity decreases. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. And so you part of your study was in, in Helgoland, I think I read. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's where that's where we started. Uh, so our focus group just uh, uh, yeah had to establish and is now growing and growing. And at that time, it was only um, Silke, so Silke Lagmann, mm-hmm. Zara and me. Mm-hmm. And we have been to Helgoland in 2019, also in summer, mm-hmm. and uh, did our something there. All right. 
so when you sample an eDNA sample and you get a, a mass of the same species, like you get a lot of readings of the same species, are there like equations to, to extrapolate to biomass? Or, or is there anything where you can get from your readings to assuming how much biomass there was? Uh, so there, there were studies um, who tried that, but they didn't do it in the like real environment. So they did mesocosm experiments. Mm -hmm. um, and there they also had a very, very limited amount of species. So usually fish species and only two or three species within one tank. Yeah, right. And also species that behave very equally. Um, so either only demersal species or only mm -hmm. really pelagic free swimming species. Okay, so it's quite limited. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and you just mentioned your your the, the eDNA team of HFMB. So so it's you, Sarah Taudien. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And uh Silke Lackmann? Yeah. And, and we grew bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just very recently. Uh no, we have uh Nora uh Bending. Oh Bending, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but you might have not met her so far because she's no uh, exactly so yeah busy in the lab in Bremerhaven at Avi. Okay, so she's the lab technician. No. She's our like lab. Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. Okay, okay. And yeah. I and guess. then very recently we got uh, two new postdoc positions. Mm -hmm. So uh, Bang. Yeah. And Kerstin. Okay. What are their last names? Uh, Kingsley Chu Bang. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, Kerstin Clem. Okay. All right, cool. And and they will be they will be taking on your legacy uh, <laughs> of of uh, improving eDNA or or getting more into the ins and outs or. Uh, yeah. So they are also um, yeah in in other projects. So um, focusing on so one project is more about the European oyster species mm -hmm. uh, and its um, redistribution in the North Sea. All right. And uh, the other project is also more to. Yeah, really get it. Um, yeah, for stakeholders and for to to really establish the method a little bit more. Yeah, excellent. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering with that with that stakeholder thing um, that stakeholders have such a maybe a wrong view of of eDNA. Maybe is that? Do you think that's because of bad marketing by eDNA or? I think our marketing <laughs> is even too good actually. <laughs> uh, so that it uh, kind of like pretends being something that can just very easily apply it and everything is fine. Yeah, yes. So I think we we still live in our pink bubble. And <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is a super helpful method and a super modern method. Absolutely, and for sure. Yeah, I, we were so so even we were really like positively surprised that we get that many species. So just yeah. from the Telgolum project, we had more than 200 species by mm -hmm. environmental DNA, which is quite really quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's a very efficient way of, of sampling species richness, for instance. Absolutely. Or yeah, exactly. So and, and it, I, I guess it is hard to downplay that, that it is so useful. So then it, yeah, marketing becomes tricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but absolutely. Yeah, I, th I think it's a it's a phenomenal technique and, and definitely here to stay for sure. Yeah, so it, it really has a lot of potential. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's really cool. And also, yeah, it's super easy just sampling a few liters of water and getting a species list in the end. Yeah. Do you want to stay in it? Do you want to keep working on eDNA? Or? Oh, very good question. Um, in general, I can say yeah. Um, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit hesitant. <laughs> a, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, I do like working with um, yeah, generally the biodiversity assessment, and that's quite a good method to doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like we just said. Okay, and um, 
Yeah, maybe maybe let's dive into your life a little bit. When did you when did you first come in contact with um, eDNA? Uh, so with eDNA, actually, really, really here. Uh, mm -hmm. That was really so. I've I have had heard it already in my studies in my master studies, but didn't get really into contact with it yeah. because it was so so super new and no one yeah. working with it at the institute. I was at least not that I was aware of it. Mm -hmm. So what in or or maybe maybe let's let's go through your life chronologically through your academic life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, bachelor's. Bachelor's. Yeah, where did you start? I did my bachelor degree in Göttingen at Göttingen mm -hmm. um, University at the um, Georg August University. Are you from Göttingen? I uh, I was born there, but grew up in a very very tiny village. What's kind it of called? Like Pulde. <laughs> so Pulde? Yeah. Okay. But, so a little bit nicer. So Herzberg am Harz is kind okay, of like yeah. next to it. Yeah, and Harz then, is a really nice region yeah. in, in Germany. Yeah, I was more referring to the name because Herzberg, you know, and then my last name. And then it's always when you did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, like, right. I get it. So the, the <laughs> okay. But yeah, Harz, Harz, I love it for, for, so, oh yeah, for everyone or anyone who doesn't know, Harz is in Germany. So, so we're talking about. In the, uh, yeah. Kind of like middle middle part of Germany. Yeah, so yeah it's a mountain it, area. Yeah, mountain range in Germany. Mm -hmm. Super nice for hiking. Have to yeah. go. <laughs> doesn't doesn't have a lot to do with ocean or sea. Bro. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. When did when did you catch the bug, the the ocean and sea bug? Do, during my bachelor degree, because I did my bachelor thesis, mm -hmm. I, I was so super lucky that I had the chance to go into the Seychelles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. When? Uh, twenty thirteen. Okay. Right, some time ago. <laughs> yeah, I've been, ten years almost. I've, I've been in 2017, 2018. Ah, cool. Yeah, nice, nice. Where did you go? Uh, to my so to the to the main island. Ah, okay, Mahé. Ma mm -hmm. Yeah, and doing what? Working on corals. So we yeah. have been yeah. So we went to the coral reef there and then um, uh, documented what species live there and oh, uh, right. in I, what. I, I had no idea. I did the same pretty much. <laughs> well, cool. Just for a PhD project, but but same same story. Cool. And did you did you like Seychelles? Did you like Mahi? Yeah, it was so nice. That's that's really like paradise on earth, right? Yeah, it is all man. Yeah. Did you see any of the of the Aldebra turtles? The the big giant turtles i think it's the largest yeah, land turtle th in, yeah. in, on earth yeah. I, i saw them but not in, in nature just in a oh, okay well, yeah at yeah. least i did yeah yeah there's there's few <laughs> few, few left yeah. <laughs> okay and then okay bachelor thesis in seychelles and then mm -hmm. back to and oh no and then then you wanted to go to the sea work on the sea during my bachelor's i was already quite sure that i would continue with something like zoology ecology mm -hmm. like something like that yeah. um and then ha not, having sorry i'm not sure i asked what what was the degree called uh, uh just general biology general biology okay. just very <laughs> all right <laughs> very general yeah okay uh and that kind of like caught my attention to that fascinating ecosystem mm -hmm. the ocean yeah yeah and right. that's how i decided to continue further And where'd you go? Uh, after that, I went to the Ocean University of China in Shindao. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hearts, no. Getting in uh, Seychelles, China. Somewhere, yeah, yeah, somewhere very far away. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, so do you speak Chinese? or? <laughs> I, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, very, very... So I do understand very, very, very simple words and not even sure if I still do. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. 
But that was sort of a double degree, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the University of Bremen and also the University Kiel Sojima has it mm -hmm. that uh, you go there for one year and then you study marine science. Mm -hmm. And afterwards you return to back to Germany and do a regular uh, studies at, at your university home institution. A year in China. How was that? Super difficult <laughs> and super different. That was um, so. My my main problem, guess, was really the language issue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because I was a little bit too naive, maybe going there and. Uh, it's brave. I think. I, I it think it's was, pretty <laughs> yeah. brave. I, I was. I was just thinking. Okay, maybe so. Well, so I do not expect everyone speaking English, mm -hmm. but I expected everyone speaking English at the university, especially as I did an international degree there. So um the. The degree was also in English. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it was it was really tough. So even with those lecturers we had, we sometimes really had difficulties to understanding each other. Oh, okay. Um, even even in English. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Damn. Okay. But apart from that, it was um, quite quite a cool experience. So I I benefited a lot from it, I guess, because just because it's so different and it's yeah. just. Yeah, in, in, in what way did you benefit from it, you think? Um, in kind of like flexibility mm -hmm. and to, yeah, also handling different cultures, very yeah. different yeah, ways of thinking. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Well, you're definitely open to, 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 to <laughs> broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, for that. <laughs> yeah, no, it uh, uh, serves me well. <laughs> Hope so. Yeah, and, and through your, so then one year in China and then you came back for one year in Year, was it? Um, yeah, so the the normal uh, thing I did two and a half years in Kiel. Mm. Yeah, in the at GMA. Yeah, at, in in the north of Germany, Kiel. Yeah. Um, and uh, in that you said, or or you didn't say. Um, I read in your CV, <laughs> um, that you you also did your master's thesis in Denmark. Then, so so it's mm -hmm. like the the triangle of China, Kiel, and <laughs> Denmark. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. And what what did you do your thesis on? Um, my master thesis was on, so I did work on an invasive uh, tenophore, so comb jellyfish species mm -hmm. um, that had been introduced um, quite some years ago to already the, the Black Sea and also Caspian Sea. Oh. And now also found in huge amounts in the North Sea and Baltic Sea. And they are really invasive because they're like, tiny feeding machines really feeding on everything they okay. they get on them yeah they can be quite disturbing um, for the ecosystem mm -hmm. and i did my research on um, if they could also adapt to the low salinity regime in the baltic sea and if can they they, mm, they can, they can. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not the lowest but um okay so the Black Sea and Caspian Seas have much lower salinities already. So they, yeah, depending on where you are, even as low as five. So that's mm -hmm. already very low. And in the Baltic Sea, so yeah, so in the German parts, it's still higher. So at Kiel, it's like 17-ish or even higher, depending on mm -hmm. how much um, water from the North Sea gets in. Yeah, I just know from, yeah, exactly from the North Sea where I work, it's around mm -hmm. like 23, 25. Mm -hmm. uh, a PSU, I think, is a unit. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's also debate. I think the chemists even do not have units anymore because there oh God, were okay. some... Yeah, but PSU is uh, still used very often. Okay. So I think it's okay. Uh, yeah, as you can tell, I'm definitely <laughs> not a chemist. 
uh, yeah. So and and the species uh, thrives actually in in at this lower salinity areas in the Black Sea and Baltic seas. And okay. so we wanted to know if they this other subpopulation um, could could also do the same in the um, Baltic Sea. So we had two different generations mm-hmm. where we treated them in different um, salinity okay. uh, areas and. Um, they already improved okay. during that time. And and when was this? Well, in 20... Wait. <laughs> uh, 17, 18, 18. 2018, okay. And and do you know what the situation is since? Or, or uh, actually, I lost a little bit the, the contact. So what I can tell you is that at least the species uh, didn't make it uh, to to establish in the very far far north areas so we are not there yet okay. but you can you can frequently find them also where where d- we did now our uh, sampling so i had another project where we sampled in the also at, at the Limfjords and in denmark mm-hmm. uh, and also in the western baltic sea in the in the german parts right. and i had loads amount uh, of them as, so in our edna reads as well as also in our zooplankton okay. net uh, so they are really abundant there. All right. Now you're keeping track of them via eDNA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't get rid of me. <laughs> they can't, <laughs> I, no. I, I will chase them forever. <laughs> Interesting. And uh, so, so I read in your, in your CV that you're quite the cruiser. The I'm actually the, the cruiser. <laughs> yeah. You've done many, right, yeah, many scientific cruises. Yeah. You, do you like it? I love it. Yeah? yeah oh, really? I, okay. I, yeah, I really wish I could have done more, but yeah, you know, COVID situation. Oh, man, I think you've done, man, sorry. Yeah, I, I, no, I, it's still, I still got lucky. And I, yeah. No, I started, so my, my first cruise was also a, at JUMAR, actually, where it was on a fisheries cruise. Yeah, okay. Uh, where I had to, yeah, cut fish and, well, let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not like it? Cutting fish? I was not really. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> I think it's a little bit okay. So I, I mean, it's all for science, and we all need these data. But just seeing like the the fish and which you come on board and which are just mm-hmm. yeah going back into the sea afterwards without any need. Um, yeah, it's de- well. So we do need it, but I didn't like to see it. Yeah. Okay. But the rest around it, like the the the, the rest of the cruise, you you enjoyed. Absolutely, for sure. Okay. How long was it? Uh, that one was for almost three weeks in the Baltic Sea. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Through through the whole Baltic Sea. Uh, yeah, may, mainly the German parts because that mm-hmm. was uh, like fun, ge- funded by by yeah, German and uh, yeah. Yeah. German to just cruise. see how the um, fish stocks do in, in German waters. Mm-hmm. And then, what was your longest cruise in in your life? I mean. Uh, actually, that one. <laughs> that one. Okay, yeah. all right. Three. Yeah, I've I've only been on one, and and I think it was a month, and and that's definitely maximum time for me. I need more. I need more space to run around. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It be- it becomes kind of like y- you, you have to be the 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 flexible the type. The flexible yeah, type. Which, which you definitely are. I think. Uh, from based based on what I've heard now, and and then. Uh, you've also been on so so yeah you've been you've been throwing during your double degree you've been in and out of various projects and and one of them was in Barbados I think yeah yeah I really chose the nice places right yeah you did, <laughs> yeah, for sure yeah how was that uh, it's super nice no I really got lucky because at my time at Gmar we were also supposed supposed to um, do another project some somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, I was like, oh, okay, um, actually, it would be cool to having, be- because 
yeah, due to also private things, I searched for, for an institute doing marine research in Switzerland. And mm -hmm. Switzerland is not the place to be for... <laughs> no, it's absolutely <laughs> landlocked. <laughs> uh, but I still found a working group doing research on fish behavior. You did? I did. Very resourceful. <laughs> you, 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 you find Which, them. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really lucky, lucky coincidence. Um, because at that time, uh, there was a PhD student, uh, Renata, and um, she yeah, looked for someone who could help her for her PhD project on Barbados. Excellent. And uh, yeah, having a diving license. And I was here in my... Oh, you, I, you do? You, you can dive? I, yeah, I do not have oh, a scientific diving license. But, but, yeah. Right. Yeah, you've obviously then been diving on, on the Seychelles as well. Yeah, we did most of that by, by snorkeling, actually. But okay. we also did some nice private diving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And then, so you did have your di di divers, not drivers, divers license. Divers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and, and worked on, on gobies, I think. Yeah, and cleaning yeah. gobies. Cleaning gobies. They're so cute. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I love them so much. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe a little bit. Um, yeah. So usually it's so a cleaning gobies. So there's different um, taxa. So most of the cleaning fish are resins, um, but there's also cleaning gobies and um, okay. these tiny guys. Um, so she did her project on, on a certain species and that species has two different ecotypes. What's it called, the species? Uh, Elertinus proctinus. Oh, right, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I, thought it, I thought it would have an English name. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe it does, but I do not know. Okay, <laughs> all right. It might have been. Yeah. And these but well two remembered. I, I, I don't remember any Latin names <laughs> or anything I'm working with. Yeah. Um, and that species has two different ecotypes. Uh, mm -hmm. So um, there's either... Um, they, they live in pairs, so um, female, male, and um, so Renata called them um, um, coral dwellers. So mm. they really live uh, at corals and then waiting for a fish to pass by and then yeah, feeding on the parasites or also yeah. stealing some mucus or scales from that fish. And the other ecotype is that the very same species living in bigger groups in, in sponges, mainly basket sponges, and then just feeding on any invertebrate they might get. Oh, within the sponges? Within the sponges. Then. Right. So, so they don't, but they don't have that cleaning behavior? Or? No. Okay. For yeah. any reason. So they, they might switch from time to time, but usually they really stick to that ecotype. That's interesting. Yeah. It was, I also wasn't aware of that before. Yeah. And she um, had the hypothesis that um, these pairs, so the ones that actually clean, uh, would do better in recognizing patterns mm -hmm. um, just because to, to really recognize those fish they can clean on yeah. and the sponge dwelling ones would be better in recognizing, um, so they would be better in spatial tests so to, to remember where they have to go. Um, in the end, we didn't find any difference, but, <laughs> okay. but only that also, no matter which ecotype they were, uh, they did both better in the spatial test. Sick. Okay. Uh, yeah. But they were really, it was really cool because we, we really trained them to, to either a certain pattern or a certain, mm -hmm. um, like either left or right. Right. Um, and it was really nice uh, seeing them really improving in there. And they were really like, okay, I want to learn, I want to learn, and I want to have that kind of view. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So with, and, and, and with all these little side projects going on during your master's, did you, did you purposely do that to like find a place to specialize in or, 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 or a topic to specialize in? Or did you want to end up in, in eDNA and oceanography? Or? Mm, I didn't specifically wanted to end up in eDNA. I'm. I think I was just curious to to look yeah. in different projects and also, 
um, when when I did a, a research project somewhere else, so especially in one in, also in Australia, I also had a look on what other PhDs are doing and having a look on. Oh, in Australia, I think we we haven't talked about this. Not yet, yet no. No, we haven't. <laughs> Uh, the Australian, yeah, that was also with um, a PhD student um, uh -huh. and um, Becky, so Rebecca, and um, she did her project on, so she looked on rock pools that mm -hmm. a known, yeah, okay, um, and actually, so what species live in rock pools, mm -hmm. and then because there's this also due to the yeah engineering and also because building sea walls to to protect uh, beaches mm -hmm. the rock pools kind of like disappear yeah. so the like really natural occurring ones right and she wanted to replace them kind of like with flower pots so she <laughs> just really? installed yeah it was really nice so she, she just installed flower pots on, on oh. sea walls and then i had a look which species settled there and if there was a difference between the naturally occurring rock pools and uh, the flower pots and uh yeah there was but uh, so it, it really took some time because you yeah. also have like sessile species like bryozoans and, and yeah. that just needs some time to to settle in these flower, flower pots yeah okay but during her time of of installing them it it really became more and more diverse <laughs> so it was really nice to see and she was always like oh, i really want this uh, sea hairs you know these oh, bigger the, snails yeah yeah uh, big big underwater sna slugs i guess yeah like, they're yeah. slugs basically. Yeah, yeah. i really want to have them in my flower pots <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was i guess aim. she never had at least not at the time i was there <laughs> she did, okay. how long were you there for a month okay mm -hmm. interesting did you all right and okay yeah coming back <laughs> coming back to the original question um so you you didn't want to uh, specialize in a topic it was just about the curiosity and and getting experiences in a broad range yeah I, so I, I looked for projects um yeah well working with uh, marine science in general and also with kind of like zoology ecology um and also this behavior project because i've i've never worked in behavior um biology before and just yeah. to to just getting a little bit of an idea on that mm -hmm. awesome and then and then you saw the the uh, application process for for this phd yeah. and and just went for it or i just i i was just also a little bit brave and went for it because yeah, also a little bit like the naive part of me maybe as as same as going for china i was like okay i do not have that much experience with <laughs> sequencing let's just keep trying maybe they do want me because i Sure. Yeah, <laughs> and they did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously, you're doing well with it. So, so congrats for being brave. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> worth it. yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I, I think it's worth it. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it naive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So then, now, now you're writing up your your PhD thesis, and and uh, hopefully um, that goes well. Uh, yeah so far it does yeah okay yeah. perfect then then i wish you all the best with it thank and you so much yeah yeah and anything so we're at the uh, 40 minute mark already is there anything that you think we've missed or, or that you want to raise or that you want to mention um just for uh, because we, we just talked about it uh, mm -hmm. now for i think two times or three times um maybe just so stay curious and also look into different topics which are mm -hmm. may seem far or further away at least from from your own topic yeah that all oh, man that's that's just, perfect advice yeah. Yeah. yeah i love that thank you very much for coming alisa yeah thanks for inviting me that's yeah. really good awesome and yeah. yeah see you in the next one bye 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 <laughs> <laughs> Want to dive deeper? 
surf over to hifmb.de or follow us on Twitter at hifmb underscore ol.